This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Feel Good Friday. Trump, by the way, taking criticism. I think this is being taken out of context. He said he talked about how uh, Hamas is smart, and I don't have an issue with that. Here's why. Don't we compliment Democrats, whether you're complimenting a terrorist or a Democrat? Don't we compliment Democrats all the time say, you know, Democrats are really good at messaging. Democrats are really good at trying to pigeonhole. Well, Republicans don't like brown people. That's why they're against illegal immigration. The Democrats, they're good at that, right? But you don't get criticized. That's the truth. And if Trump's saying Hamas is smart, sure, for the evil stuff they do, yeah, they're intelligent. I, I just don't see a big um, a big issue uh, with it. And, and again, not to defend anything they're doing, but I think a lot of it obviously being taken out of context because that's the other thing the news outlets are good at doing, taking things out of context. Incidentally, polling, for what it's worth, polling this week, uh, and Stephanie and I have been watching this for a while, and I don't know, I, I think Stephanie puts less stock into polling than I do. Yeah? I was really disappointed about the lack of the red wave. Yeah. Yep. And and so, but I think there, the polling was saying there might not be a red wave, and we were thinking there are all these sleeper Trump people out there who aren't answering the polls, and they're going to show up, and that didn't happen. Uh, so we had the interesting ABC Washington Post poll a couple of weeks ago showed Trump with a huge lead. But the bigger thing, I think, at least in my mind, and again, I think you always do this, you explain it very well, it's a snapshot, that moment in time, of those 2,000 people on the phone and what those 2,000 people out of, what, 100-plus million registered voters, what they think. That's all yeah, it is. Yeah, and I don't take stock into the percentages or the numbers, really, but I think the best indicator is you look at the polling over time and yes. look at momentum. And so it shows kind of who's on the up and who's sliding back down. And, and it really is hard, you know, it, over a longer period of time, you don't see people kind of bounce back and forth. You're either... On your way up or you're on your way down, typically. And that's, I think, what we've been seeing. The polling has been consistent, showing Trump getting closer. Now there have been some polls that, showing, uh, that are showing that, that Trump is actually leading Biden in some, uh, in some polls. And that continues to be the case. And I wonder with what's, uh, what's happened. I want to cover this real quick, too. House Speaker um, yesterday, that thing. Steve Scalise, everybody I talk to, whether in the political arena or just regular Joe on the street at the bar, Everybody, yep, Steve Scalise, great choice. He's tough, and he wasn't seeking the seat. There was a whole bunch of Republicans that said, yeah, let's make it Steve. He's good. He bailed out. He says, I don't have enough uh, votes. Well, that's precisely why people think he's like a good guy, because he's reasonable. And he said, look, let's not waste. If I can't get the votes, I'm not going to waste your time. Let's move on and find someone who can. And I think that's why people liked him, because he wasn't one of these people that was either burn it all down or I'm going to I'm going to work with the Democrats or, you know, fight till, you know, we make everything turn into chaos. And I absolutely agree with Steve Scalise here yesterday. And, and I do. And I know that you may not uh, agree. And that's cool. That's what we do here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. But I think what Matt Gates is doing has been incredibly poor because it's about him. And I will ask this question rhetorically. You don't have to answer. But if you'd like to, text us, 874-9390. If Matt Gates is so great, how come nobody said, hey, you should be the House Speaker? All right. Yesterday, Scalise. We have to come together for the country. Uh, but I never came here for a title. And it's much bigger than me, and it's much bigger than anybody else. And nobody's going to use me as an excuse to hold back our ability to get the house opened again. And I agree with him. 
there's another camp um, that says this is Bob Good, Republican from Virginia. That's why this is so healthy, and it's uncomfortable, and it's disruptive. I understand that. But we've got to break the swamp cartel where only those who are in the current leadership pipeline, only those anointed by the special interest groups, the lobbyists, K Street, and Wall Street can be considered. So I know there's a lot of sentiment for that. Yeah, it's not fun. It's uncomfortable. Uh, what he did not add, it's also dangerous. I got an idea. I'm listening. Rock, paper, scissors. Ready? <laughs> uh, get 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 a handful of people, put a tournament together, and let's just all agree. All right, whoever wins, we're gonna put them in, and let's just move on. Does I mean? And again, I think Brandon, your point this morning was: Does it really matter if it's Steve Scalise or Jim Jordan or Kevin McCarthy? I mean, as long as we have a speaker, I don't think it really affects our day to day lives. It affects our life not having a speaker and and being in this turmoil. But you know, whether it's I'm. It might affect our life if it's Matt Gates, but as you point out, it's not going to be him. But whether it's Jim Jordan, Steve Scalise, uh, Patrick McHenry is right in the yeah. in the mix. Um, you know, I just pick somebody and let's go. Here's another name that's in the mix: Kevin McCarthy. All of a sudden, these folks are saying maybe we should just put Kevin McCarthy back. And here's the other thing to pay attention to. And I'm being serious. Recent history tells us there are eight Republicans that will vote with the Democrats. Hakeem Jeffries. If if these Republicans vote like they did last week, they if they vote with the Democrats, Matt Gates, Nancy Mace, if they vote with Democrats, Hakeem Jeffries has the votes to be Speaker of the House. Welcome to the show. Stephanie is back. Glad you're here. Producer Hannah is going to be back next week. Marsh is going to be back next week. Um, so hopefully the terrorists uh, that are attacking uh, Israel aren't paying attention to what's happening here in America right now. There's a growing number of Democrats switching parties. We have another one, former West Virginia House Democrat leader. He's switching to the GOP. And I'm wondering with what we've seen with some of these horrible comments made by people that have D's behind their names, whether they're uh, uh, in elected office or not. Some of these people unable to condemn. And the stuff we're seeing on TV and the wording of some of the atrocities happening over there, I'm not going to repeat them, man. It's Friday. It's horrible. You know what's happening. And um, So when a human being, and I don't care about their political affiliation, but when you have a human being that can't condemn that or say that's wrong to, in effect, almost supporting that stuff, man, that says a lot about that person as a human being. Uh, I'm wondering... If the shock, because even the White House was kind of shocked by some of the things from Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, people like that. I'm wondering if there are going to be more and more Democrats now leaving the Democrat Party. So this guy, he's a former Democrat leader, West Virginia House of Delegates. Uh, he's running for Secretary of State. He's doing it as a Republican. Guy's name is Doug Scaff. Um, and he's basically is what he is saying. The West Virginia Republican Party recognizes the philosophical nuances that can exist within the party. And uh, I'm on board with uh, with that. Dallas Mayor Eric Johnson. That was kind of huge news. You know, if you ever fly out of the Columbia Regional Airport, you go to either Chicago or you go to Dallas. And what happens? And it seems like it's on a three-minute loop. But when you're milling around the Dallas airport, hi, this is Dallas Mayor Eric Johnson. How many times have you heard that? Oh, too many. <laughs> so pretty uh, high profile. He switched. Even though a nonpartisan position, he has um, switched. Georgia state lawmaker Misha Maynard uh, switched recently, and she was on Fox explaining one of her big reasons for leaving the Democrat Party. What I see is that 3% of the kids can read, first and foremost. I also see crime at skyrocketing rates. So it's crime and it's 
education. She says, I just can't be a part of this anymore. And here's what I think is happening, and I believe this, and I've, I, I believe this honestly. When we talk about being, whether you're a Republican, Democrat, I like to think of myself as a conservative, independent, libertarian. I vote mostly de- uh, Republican by chance. There is a Democrat. I vote for it every time. Dwayne Carey, sheriff in Boone County. Vote for him every time. Um, Because I don't care about his party affiliation. I care about the job he does. But I think while these people are switching, you get older, you get smarter, and you get wiser. And I think that's why these people are switching. They get some intelligence um, to them. 874-9390. Stephanie recently in Vegas. This thing, this sphere in Las Vegas, I don't know if you've seen this. The video, which probably doesn't do it justice, is incredible. Incredible. Somebody was telling me they had a friend, uh, a friend that went a couple of weeks ago, and one of the things they do, you're inside this giant sphere, and it's like the lights drop down, and you feel like it's going to crush you or something. Mm-hmm. So what was that like? It was awesome. So they, their uh, U2 is there, and they actually added a U2 show this week because so many, I think so many people were in town. Um, but they're also, if you're not in town for U2 or you don't want to pay the money to see U2, they've got like a, it's like super IMAX, right? So they've got a, a movie basically playing. It's an hour long, um, and it's called Postcard from the Earth. Um, and if you've ever been to Disney World and been on that ride Soarin' where you're like on a hang glider and you're like through the mountains and in the ocean and all that, it's very much like that, except, um, which I was not properly warned about, or maybe I just didn't pay enough attention. (laughs) I was super excited for the visuals and I kind of knew that was coming and it was incredible. It felt like you were on a ride, like you were moving the clarity and the movement. It's just, and I tried to grab like some screenshot, you know, and it just doesn't do it justice, but so in, it just the whole thing was incredible, but overlaid of the top, and I guess I'll give it away for folks because, I mean, it's fine. Um, but uh, there's not like an ending of the movie, but there's, uh, it's, uh, this is pretty political. And so, I mean, there's like it's kind of robot-y people, and then it looks at the earth, and then they're like somewhere else, and they're like kind of coming back to life, and it's like, oh, you guys destroy, basically humans destroy the earth. And I was like, I could have just like gone with some like light music or headphones or something and enjoyed the view without the, uh, you know, humans are terrible and hashtag climate change or I, you know, whatever. I I stopped paying attention at that point, but I did really, the visuals were insane. So I do hope they do like more programming, um, you know, to build that up. And of course, Vegas is crazy right now. They're getting ready for a Formula One race. How do they do that, by the way? I know there was that Formula One race in Chicago last week. Like, do they rebuild? I think it's great. They do it through like downtowns and stuff, but do they? They are completely repaving everything in some places it was down to one lane on the strip and they've got you know seats and and towers and lighting and the whole thing i mean it's quite and i think it's still a month out in vegas um so that with the sphere with the knights with the raiders with the uh who's the basketball Uh, anyway the aces go aces yeah yeah um so all of those teams also had games this week i guess or preseason stuff going on so i mean it is it's a crazy place to be but also it's really it was really for your feel good friday it was so hopeful because having been there over the last several years um where uh where vegas wasn't back and tourism wasn't back to see the city just so alive and so many people out and spending money and enjoying the economy and doing their things that was, I think, really good news. The not-so-good news is I think there are talks of potentially, like, a, another strike. Everybody's um, striking right as now. As far as, like, I think they're, um, like, they're uh, hospitality, service, hospitality yeah. workers. And that's kind of um, important. 
Yes. Las Vegas. Coming up 725-ish. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. Five time for What's Hot with Hannah, or we call it What's Shaking with Steph. For the record, it's 726. Come on, man. <laughs> Give me this one, Steph. Come on, man. I was trying. I was hoping nobody would pay attention. You were so close. All right. We are learning the secrets. It is the number one story on the Wall Street Journal's page, which I like to check, but it ne- a lot of times the story has nothing to do with business. But you're wondering, what are what are America's business people reading? And they're saying, we want to find out the secret to live to 100. And thank goodness, it is not good habits. This is good to know. <laughs> it really is. And really, it's uh, it's genes. That's I'm just going to break it down for you. If you've got good genes, you can live to be older. So you got to look around. If you're if you're you know, grandparents and your parents live to be old, you're, you have a way higher likelihood. But also, there are some things you can do to improve. Um, and so I, I found this really interesting. And I watched this TikTok um, recently, and they, they pulled Americans, like, basic questions. Is it how many people in America do you think have a high school diploma? Mm-hmm. How many people in America do you think make more than a million dollars? And people were way off. Okay. I mean, do you, if you had to guess the number of people in the U.S. that are living in number, not percentage, who are over 100. Any ideas? Um, 12,000. <laughs> Wrong. Okay. 109,000 folks are centenarians living in the country in 2023. That is up from just 65,000, so almost doubled in 10 years. So people are, are really getting up there. A lot of people celebrating their 100th birthday. And this is interesting because um, the life expe- like average life expectancy actually dropped and is only about 76 years. And so you're thinking, like, 100 sounds old, but, like, that's basically producer Hannah's lifetime on top of the average age. So a whole nother, I mean, for a, a lot, you know, a hundred is a long way yeah. from when most people actually die. So um, a lot of people, they say they just have these like super genes. But if you have a positive out- outlook, they say that helps a whole lot. Also having really good relationships going into old age. Um, and, and I think that's really, I think that's interesting. Headspace. So, so it's kind of like the headspace, your, your mental attitude about things. Yes. Uh, and I wonder too. Like, if I would I want to live to 100? Sure, if I can still do the same things I'm doing at the age of 52, you bet, man. Yeah, if I go and, uh, you know, go to places like Haha ha, Tonka State Park and go boat and do all this stuff, if I could do that, do it comfortably at the age of 100 and not put other people out, absolutely I would. I, was at the, I had to go to a doctor's appointment yesterday. The urologist, by the way. Oh, no. You're exactly right. <laughs> uh, not fun, by the way. So I got the whole, you know... Pretty sure this dude used to be a basketball player. His hands were oh, just gosh. massive. TMI. But I'm at the hospital. I'm like, uh, it starts to, uh, and I get it. It's the hospital, so most people either they're getting checked or they have health issues. But I'm looking around. I'm like, this stuff, it's kind of, I don't know if I want to get this old. Or it encourages me to take care of what I have right now. And they said um, genetics only plays a percentage. And mm-hmm. so obviously, you know, if you can stay healthy, that, you know, that. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. Stand there and shut your face. Pathetic, man. You know what I love about the cubicle? I always love the pathetic attempt to try to make the cubicle like a home. You know what I mean? There's always like a stuffed animal in there or like a picture of your mom with like your disappointed eyes looking back out at you. Like, why have you accepted this as your lot in life? Why don't you have the to get up and walk out of this thing. Uh, Bill Burr, uh, I work in a cubicle. 
I, I use the studio as my office, but I have a cubicle and I have a picture of my grandkid and I've got some stuff. There's a group of guys, some veterans called the Dirty Half Dozen. About once a month, they invite me out and we go out and have lunch and they swap stories and I listen and I've got a plaque that they. Uh, so yeah, I'm guilty of some. I just don't have any stuffed animals. You need to get a plant for your Zoom calls and for your cubicle. A lot of people put plants in their cubes. I mean, you know, office workplace stuff as like an employer and like, you know, it's so weird because for a while they separated everybody and then they're like, oh, we're getting rid of all the cubicles. We'll just put these big tables down. Everyone will work together. And you're like, actually, I kind of like my cube. Like, I don't want to have to look at this person all day long. And so it's kind of, it swings back and forth and it makes it really difficult. Well, and one of the things in those open airspace things, I have, um, like, I will choose to usually when I can, if Gary Nolan allows it, I'll come and hang out in a little nook of the, the studio and work for here. And here's why, because if I'm out at my cubicle that's got my little, and I do, I have a metal plant, actually, at my desk. Oh, there you go, yeah. I have a metal plant on uh, the pictures of my kid, things like that. Um, but when I go out there, um, people, they come by and they want to, um, like, talk to me and stuff. <laughs> And, and you're super antisocial. <laughs> well, I'm uh, people. What's RBF, by the way? Because people are on the offices. How come Brandon has RBF? What is that? Uh, we can't say that on air. Okay. Uh, but our poor friend Doug from North Dakota works close to you. And then you get on air one day and say, I don't think I know anyone from North Dakota. And he's like, my cube is right next to yours, Brandon. So he popped up like a prairie dog waving <laughs> over the cubicle. Hello. Has this ever happened to anybody? This is a true story. This is back in the era of Bruin Brad Trinago, uh, who now does uh, stuff with uh, with Mizzou Sports. Brad Trinago was part of the show, and I'll just tell the story. There is uh, there was a, a, a contest with the city of Columbia, like a new city logo or something. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we're at our desk following the show one day, and we're talking. We're looking at the new uh, the new logo, and we're like. Eh. You know, it's fine. It looks like an aerial shot of four dudes in a hot tub. If you look at the city of Columbia, it's like a aerial shot of four dudes in a hot tub. And so Brad Trinago and I, we're sitting there talking about it and kind of laughing and, you know, huh, that's so Como. Um, well, apparently, the guy who designed it, who's a very talented graphic artist, audio artist, had just uh, taken a job with Zimmer. And he's sitting in the cubicle <laughs> across from us as we're having this conversation about the... About the uh, logo. You need a, like a ring doorbell camera for your cube. Yeah. Keep an eye out on who's. Uh, and it's not that I'm anti-social. Uh, it's just I'm working. And when people come by, I mean, I'm so, you know, focused. But the office doesn't stop that. And so, like, I've always had in my professional life an office. Yeah. I used to have, like, one with no windows. <laughs> and it was so dark and small. And I tried to fancy it up. I think a cubicle honestly would have been uh, better than my last office that I had for probably a good 10 years. Um, no sunlight, just straight legal work. But, uh, you know, but it didn't didn't stop people from popping in and just chatting it up. And then I, I close my door a lot. And that, I guess with a cubicle, that's what you can't do. And yeah. so a lot of times I'm just like, I got to get stuff done. Here's the other thing we do. And I apologize if there's any of our friends in the building listening. It's 740 on a Friday coming into work at 8 o'clock. What are they doing here? Uh, so when I am out at the cubicle... Um, you know, I have my um, audio editing gear and everything. And even if I'm not, I wear headphones all day long. And usually, you know what I'm listening to? <laughs> Rude. Nothing. It's like what on the airplane. It's like the international sign for don't talk to me. That's right. Because I don't have an office to close my door. So to me, I put on headphones. That says, 
if I were in an office, my door would be closed. <laughs> I'm not being rude. I'm just trying to get stuff done because I've been here since 2.30 this morning. I'd like to get out of here to decent early. Welcome to a feel-good Friday. What are you grateful for today? 874-9390. Dennis, I'm grateful for the relationships. I have family, friends, coworkers, and acquaintances, and that's kind of what we were just talking about in What's Shaking with Steph? What's Hot with Hannah? We talked about relationships as it relates to living old. Yeah, the Wall Street Journal is saying it's at age 100, it's about 50% genetic on whether you'll you'll uh, live to you know the age of 100. But the other things that are really important for uh, longevity are really good relationships and what was my second one? Genetics, I think. Which I'm no, genetics, really good relationships and people. Oh, headspace. Yeah, positive. and having a positive outlook. That's yeah. right. And by the way, I I I really really do believe in that, man. It's people say perception is reality. That's I, I disagree with that. Perception is that person's reality. It's not reality. Perception is that person how they perceive it. But it's headspace. Um, we don't want to make you any promises, but, you know, we're adding days to your life celebrating Feel Good Friday every Friday because it's really fun. We're asking you this morning on the text line, what are you feeling grateful for? Folks are texting in why they're feeling grateful. And it's a good reminder that, you know, these positive outlooks, it makes it certainly wakes up my Friday and makes me feel better. And I when I have time to reflect and think, what am I really feeling grateful about today? I have some audio from this kid. Hopefully it'll make you smile too, because it's just it's just sometimes people say, "Well, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that?" Sometimes the reason, and it's good enough. Sometimes the reason is just because. <laughs> but it's this little kid. Hopefully it'll make you smile. It's this little kid. He's not having a good day. Um, and I do agree. Yeah, with the feel good Friday stuff. Whenever people call in and share what it is that they're grateful for, whatever it is that they're feeling good about, we appreciate that. And it's not that we're trying to fill space here. You know, we're not in a newspaper. Just saw us put in some stuff just to fill space. It's because when I think when other people hear things that people are grateful for, it helps make them feel good. At least makes me smile to hear what it is that you are grateful for. 874-9390. And I agree with Evan on text. 874-9390. Welcome back, Stephanie. Uh, glad you are uh, here. All right. There's this kid in... Uh, I guess his family are farmers, and this kid, I don't know, five years old maybe? And it's interesting because he's got really long hair, like beyond shoulder length long hair. And it reminded my brother, uh, when he was a little kid, my parents who were hippies for a short while. uh, My parents were hippies, and they didn't get my brother's haircut. And he had beautiful, just this incredible, I mean, like any woman would die for the hair that my little brother had. And up until the age of five, like it was down probably to the crack of his you-know-what. It was long. Now, at the uh, at the nursery on the Air Force Base, Beale Air Force Base, California, all the kids would make fun of me because, oh, that's your sister. I'm like, no, man, he's my brother. He's a dude. But that's what this kid in this video looks like. And his parents on this farm saying, hey, time to do chores. And I think we can all relate, but I love it because it's like this five- or six-year-old kid. And he's having a day. Just that I, no, do you hear me? I'm not, I'm quaky, I'm tired. I worked hard at school. Okay. All right, so what? You don't want me to mess with you tonight? No. I'm going to I'm tired. I'm going to wrestle here in a little bit? Well, may, maybe. Oh, already got the eggs. I did your job because I knew you was tired. I'm tired. I worked hard at school. I get that. I work hard today, too. I don't know why you're so cranky. I worked hard at work, but I'm not as cranky as you. Uh, but the, here's what you say, kid. But you're adults. I'm a kid. 
Let me be a kid, but I love... I'm cranky. I'm tired. He's having a day. Just that I... Do you hear me? I'm not... I'm cranky. I'm tired. Do you hear me, dang it? <laughs> well, and the self-awareness, I think, because a lot of people wouldn't admit that. You get home, and rather than saying, look, leave me alone for a minute. I'm cranky. I'm tired. I worked hard today. You know, it comes out as, you know actual snappiness or a rude comment or whatever and i think if mo most adults said look i need an hour i'm cranky i'm tired you know but it oftentimes we won't admit that to ourselves or to our loved ones so i like the kid just saying look and thank just leave me alone for a minute if hannah producer hannah if she were here today i wouldn't say what i'm about to say here but i would uh, uh <laughs> do i need <laughs> oh. uh, i go back to that Everybody in the studio, the interns, producers, everybody looking. Um, I go back to that book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. I read it, gosh, 25 years ago. I read it one time. But one of the things I remember it said is it, rela is it relates to relationships. Like dudes and chicks is just different. That's all. You can't change that. Um, like women, it said in the book, I don't know the exact phrasing, but it said basically women just like to talk a lot. Like beep, 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 beep. I don't remember exactly <laughs> what it said but it said as dudes we need to understand that that's just the way women are and the other thing that happens is women will say well i'm having this and i have this issue and as guys we apparently think you want us to solve your problems nope. what do you want just to listen yeah and i didn't get that until about 24 years after i read the two book divorces later. <laughs> two divorces later huh what's going on here but now the other thing and here was the most important advice that i recall from that book and it's not just romantic relationships but i think it what you were just saying about having that awareness say man i've had a really bad day can y'all just give me an hour to chill out if we do that nicely but the advice was for for guys in this book men are from mars women are from venus Guys, when we get stuff on the brain and we get cranky or whatever, we clam up. We don't. We don't talk. We don't. We go the exact opposite, and we'll. And then the woman's like, "Oh my God, what's wrong?" Well, if we're not communicating, and it even gives you a phrase that says, "If you want, say, hey, honey, I'm in my cave right now. Can you just shut up?" And I've I don't never think heard that, that before. <laughs> but yeah, it says, just let the communicate that. Like, hey, man, it's it's what you just said. Yeah. Uh, but especially with guys, because we clam up, but it is a responsibility of that guy to say, hey, just so you know, um, I got some stuff going on. Give me an hour or two and then we can chat. Yeah. And a lot of times I think, yeah, some things are just better if you take some time or you could, I mean, my, you know, if you talk to me right now, I'm not going to have anything nice to say. So I need, you know, an hour not to say anything at all. And yeah. after I can process, maybe I will be in a state where I can be a little nicer about and it. The other thing I need to add is don't take relationship advice from me. That's for sure. 874-9390. Happy birthday. Tim says my distant uh, cousin and Columbia native is 100 years wow. old today. And I am grateful to be her friend. Coming up a few minutes from now. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. 27. Stephanie Bell keeping an eye on futures for you. Stock market opens up at 830, but 825. She's going to get you some futures in the morning. Bell, business news with a little twist. Yeah, would you buy airplane parts from Brandon? That's what I want to know. <laughs> That's coming up. I can't wait. I don't know what this one is. That's coming up at 825 this morning here on a Feel Good Friday. And that would be all, except for this.
Oh, the irony. Two different stories regarding uh, irony. Let's start with this story out of Texas. Texas construction executive allegedly concocted an elaborate scheme to fake his own death. So here's what he did. He got these folks together. He went to friends and family and folks in his social circles and says, hey, man, I got this great investment opportunity for you. And he took their money to the tune of a million dollars. And guess what he didn't do? He did not go and invest it for these people. Here's what he did do. He bought fancy trucks, lived a life of luxury, a couple of homes, the Dodge Ram TRX truck. I don't know if you're familiar with those, but those are worth over a hundred grand. Bought a Cadillac Escalade, bought a second home in Texas. Uh, you know, just took everybody's money and did that. So when he knew the heat was getting close, he tried to fake his own death. So he goes and he goes through this elaborate scheme and everything, tortures his truck and goes missing. They found the dude. They also found the truck. The ironic part, the lice, the personalized plates. This is how um, how much the dude loved the high life. He also got the personalized plates on the plates. His plates hide it. That's pretty good. Right? Really? Mm-hmm. That's bold or stupid? Stupid. Yeah. Uh, well, and that one gal, remember that? She was like an influencer, or she was a student, and she got sentenced yesterday because she falsely reported that she got kidnapped. I think she's going to pay some serious fines and some serious money for trying to kidnap herself or... Yeah, and, and one of the the issues with that then is people say, oh, well, she was just having a moment and she, well, no, she was trying to, it looks like trying to get some fame for herself. And the other thing that happened is then the taxpayers footed the bill for all these law enforcement officials and people going to try to find her. She's going to owe $17,000 in restitution and faces up to a year in jail. You go um, out west, and you're a big fan of skiing, but in some of those places, if you go backcountry skiing, you go out of bounds where you're not supposed to be uh, going. If you need to get rescued, guess what can happen? Yeah. They will charge you um, for that. And then our other piece of irony this morning here, and that would be all except for this, John Fetterman. (laughs) And I'm not even trying to go political here, but we are a little bit because it's rather humorous. John Fetterman on Stephen Colbert the other night talking about how dismal he thinks uh, D.C. is. Uh, No, it's... (laughs) You all should need to know that America is not sending their best and brightest, you know, to Washington, D.C. Yes. <laughs> That's how dangerous that is, to put that kind of power in one's hands, because you have some very less gifted kinds of people there that are willing to... Without comment, the points being made. Yikes. And now... You know the rest of that story. Welcome to the show. Feel Good Friday. Ben says he's feeling good on a Feel Good Friday. It's my son's last football game of the season this weekend. And I hope his kid isn't in the car listening to him right now. He says, I enjoy it, but I could use a break. And Stephanie, as a parent, you know, I have friends in my circle of life, whether they have kids that play volleyball, trying to run around after work and do this and do that and got a volleyball game here where school is in Ashland. But my goodness, they have a game in Hannibal and I got to work and I got to do this and run up. It's crazy. It's been been a lot this fall. We've got football, soccer and cheerleading. And when I so I only had one kid. But then when you get divorced and you're in effect, you're a single parent trying to do those things and run your kids um, around. I admire parents that do that, especially all parents who do that. You know, they make those sacrifices so their kids can play ball, do extracurricular activities, whether it's plays or things like that. But when you're a single parent and you have to do that stuff, man, I get it. And I admire the heck 
down. I get that challenge because I've been there um, and, and, and I've done that. And I got a couple of ex-wives who have also <laughs> done that. Coming up, uh, winners, losers of the week. We will do that at 835, especially if you have local winners.